Welcome to Journey with Scripture, our daily podcast on the Bible. After choosing his 12 apostles, Jesus now is teaching them what they should do. How should they conduct their mission? Enjoy this episode, share it with others. God bless. Matthew chapter 10 verses 7 to 15 Jesus said to his apostles, As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Do not take gold, silver, or copper in your belts. No bag for the journey or an extra tunic or sandals or staff. For the worker deserves his provisions. Whenever you enter a town or village, find out who is worthy there and stay with them until you leave. As you enter the house, greet those within it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come on it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your message, shake the dust off your feet as you leave that house or that town. I tell you the truth. It will be more bearable for the region of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. The second great discourse of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew is directed to the Twelve and its subject is their incoming mission. Jesus narrows their field of work to the lost sheep of Israel, and they are to imitate him, delivering the same message, the kingdom of heaven at hand, and performing the same mighty deeds, healing and casting out demons. Since the message and the power to perform miracles are not theirs, but the Lord's, given to them as a pure grace, they are not allowed to profit from them. In that relatively small mission field, they are required to practice their faith in God's providence. After all, they are being sent by the one who a few chapters earlier had told them not to worry about clothing, food, and tomorrow. God knows all their needs. By going without gold, silver, or copper, the ancient equivalent of our cash, They are challenged to exercise their trust in the Heavenly Father, who feeds the birds of the sky and clothes the grass of the field. The lesson they gain from this practice will be extremely needed in their post-resurrection mission to all the nations of the world. The success of the Christian mission does not depend on the power of money. Apart from trusting in God's providence, Jesus also demands prudence. They are not to lodge anywhere, but search for a household with a good reputation. They need to find a stable missionary base. This strategy reveals the pattern employed by the first Christian missionaries. Since nearly all of them were of Jewish origin, they mostly operated within the Jewish communities. What if they arrived at a place where they did not know anyone? God's providence would lead them to someone worthy of their stay. Lydia from Philippi is a classic example. The common greeting in Jesus' time was shalom. Shalom means more than just peace. 
It includes health, material prosperity, many children at home, and the absence of war. The best translation of Shalom is all is well. That is also the name given to God in the book of Judges. Adonai Shalom, the Lord, all is well. Now Jesus is our Adonai Shalom. All is well, indeed, because Christ has redeemed us by his blood. Apostle Paul reminds us that Christ's peace surpasses all understanding. And in all his letters, he includes this greeting, grace and peace. Such greeting is worth more than all the riches of this world. And that is what the messengers of the gospel bring to people's lives. Unfortunately, not all would welcome the apostles of Christ. How to deal with such situations? Well, it should be expected. Not all are willing to give up their sinful life, and not all want to exchange worldly pleasure for the kingdom of heaven. Instead of compromising the message, the missionaries are to leave such a place. By sending his apostles, God offered them his grace and mercy. Those who reject God's messengers take full responsibility for the outcome of their fatal decision. According to Jesus, the rejection of the gospel has eternal consequences. What could be worse than the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah? What could be worse than sulfur and fire raining from heaven? Yes, there is something worse the unquenchable fire of total and final separation from God. <laughs>